0: And welcome back to Route 65, the podcast all about education on the Bluff. Thanks for coming on the road with us as we talk about how we're working to help our students achieve their goals. District 65 serves about 850 students in pre-K through 8th grade on the shores of Lake Michigan in Lake Bluff, Illinois. Our students come from different backgrounds, just like our teachers, and we're all working together to make great things happen for kids. I'm Lisa Lealli, superintendent of District 65. I'm joined each episode by a member of our educational community to talk about our strategic plan and how we're harnessing education tools and concepts to ensure our students learn, grow, and are inspired to change the world. We talk about joy, purpose, and many of the other core values on our route to success. I hope this podcast will keep you company on your way home from school and give us all something to think about as we keep working to make sure our students have the best education they can get. Let's get going. Well, we are so happy today to be talking with Jackie Tividor, who is our new curriculum coordinator in District 65, and we're going to be digging into another aspect of our strategic plan, which is the competency of communication in our Portrait of a Learner. But before we dig into communication, Jackie, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and your role in District 65, and why you were excited to be a curriculum coordinator.
1: Sure, so i um, Jackie Chibidor. I was born and raised in the northern suburbs of Chicago. So um, I've got a lot of connections to the area and I currently live in the city with my family. Um, my journey in District 65 actually was a career change for me before I was involved in education. I was uh, involved in corporate marketing so this topic of communication is near and dear to my heart i became an educator after spending about eight years in corporate just not feeling like it really uh it wasn't really making me feel very motivated um so i decided to go into education both of my parents were educators and i always said i wasn't going to be an educator and wanted to form my own path but it just kept calling me and i really saw the way that the work they were doing made them feel um, motivated and excited about what they woke up and did every day. And it just was something that I just kept coming back to. So I went back to school and got my master's in education. And during that time, I think I really was just drawn to the curriculum side of things because I felt like it could make the biggest impact on um, students. I also, just with all my background in corporate, have uh, some experience working with adults and I kind of like helping to lead adults to help guide what the students are learning as well.
0: Thanks for that, Jackie. I love that you are a career changer. We have a lot of those folks in District 65 and it's such an interesting journey and I think one that a lot of people find themselves in after a few years working in another sector. Education is really special I always tell people the only career I would want to leave my children for is to help other children. And I know that that's something that a lot of educators feel. And I'm sure that communication was important to you in your previous career as it is now. So let's dig in and talk about communication as a competency. As you remember, when we were talking about the portrait of a learner, what we were really looking at was. Value added, above and beyond an excellent education, which we know we already provide in District 65. And so communication is one of those things that I think is important for us to talk about because obviously in education, we do this already. We talk about speaking, we talk about writing. So when we think about communication as a core competency or something above and beyond the excellent academics, what do you think of in terms of what we would want for our kids as clear communicators after they leave our
1: pre K through 12 system? Sure. Communication is so multifaceted. I think that's the first thing I think about. Sometimes we assume that when we're talking about communication, we're talking about just speaking and listening or written communication, but I think of all the ways that we can communicate, whether it's through like nonverbal means, artistic means. Um, So I feel like the above and beyond component of this is not only is communication kind of facilitating learning and understanding, but it's also building those relationships and kind of fostering a positive learning environment. So when we want students to go above and beyond in this way, we really want to facilitate effective communication strategies that really allow them to shine and really emphasize who they are. Um, So I think just building those connections and you know, oftentimes I think effective communication helps you develop newfound respect for, for people.
0: I love that. Uh, you are doing some work along with Tracy Rourke in the district on a new program called Ruler. And when you talk about children knowing who they are, um, relating to people through communication, um, even nonverbal communication, I think a lot of that relates to this new program. So, you, could you just take a minute and give us a little background on what that's about and when we can expect to see some of that work with students? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, uh, we are working on rolling out a program called RULER, which is part of the um, Yale cohort for social emotional learning. The emphasis is really on having people be more comfortable with understanding and regulating their emotions but with that we really have to be aware of them ourselves as adults so right now we're working with our staff to really build on these um, build in these areas that maybe we're not so comfortable or familiar with and then ultimately we'll be working on these same strategies with students probably about a year from now. Um, We're really trying to take it slow and make sure that staff's feeling really confident in this work. But again, it's about communicating feelings and emotions and helping to understand where we're coming from each day, just to support um, our own well-being and overall student well-being as well.
0: So social emotional Uh, learning has gotten kind of a bad rap in the last few years. mm -hmm. Um, You know, as as a student yourself, Now being an educator, do you remember doing some of those things as a student or engaging with some of the social, emotional learning that we do now when you were a student? What are the similarities to what you experienced to what we're doing now and maybe some of the
1: differences? You know, it's funny. I was having lunch with a friend yesterday and talking all about permission to feel and ruler. Um, And it's just, it's very different than the experiences that I had in school. And I had extremely positive experiences in school. Um, I loved school and, but I don't think there was as much of an emphasis on those things. And I just think about, my friend and I were talking about how it would have really served us better. She's still in corporate America and she was asking me to send her resources because she would love to use these sorts of tools with some of the people she's managing. Um, Again, it just, it helps build those relationships and fosters a positive learning environment. And if we have that foundation, it's only going to improve student outcomes across the board. You know, students being ready to come in and learn every day is the kind of first step. And I think being open about um, where they're coming from, a social emotional perspective is how we can really improve outcomes.
0: Yeah, from a brain perspective, if students aren't feeling comfortable, right, if they haven't created mm-hmm. those strong relationships or don't feel that they can communicate with others in the educational environment like their teachers or their friends, yeah. they are not going to be open to learning. Mm-hmm. We know that their brains are going to be hijacked.
1: And that's one of the things I think I um, myself started to recognize later in life, like more high school, college, is that I was I was good at school, but I was compliant at school. So I was able to go through the motions and school was not too hard for me, but then once it started to get progressively harder, I didn't really have the communication skills to advocate for myself. Um, So that was something I really had to work on throughout high school and college and beyond. So I think that there's a lot to communicating and the connection to the social emotional aspect that we're really needing to help support students in.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Now, one role that you've had in the district prior to the curriculum coordinator is an enrichment teacher. And as many folks know, currently we're going through an enrichment audit. We're planning to bring back that program next year, but maybe you could talk from that perspective. Um, We have many students where they're coming to us with really strong academics every day anyway, um, and they're needing those extension opportunities. How do you see enhancing communication as a benefit to those students who are ready for academic enrichment?
1: I think that the communication pillar of, of what we wanna do for students is just, again, so multifaceted. We want them to be able to advocate for themselves. We want them to be able to get their point across. We want students to be able to um, kind of find ways to authentically communicate. That, that seems like it's their own voice. When I think about, The way that communication is going to change and has has already changed and continues to change, what's going to kind of set humanity apart from the way technology is advancing is, you know, being authentically human. Um, So I think helping students really have voice and have uh, some confidence in the things that they're trying to say and do is only going to make them um, more able to contribute to society and really just, you know, move the world forward in ways that when we aren't focusing on communication just kind of fall apart.
0: I love that you mentioned that I had on my notes to ask you about artificial intelligence (laughs) because obviously that's a tool that we're kind of starting to explore in education. I think even 10 years ago, we really would have shied away from utilizing this technology as a tool, but I do see it offering an opportunity for efficiency and for starting points for students. But I love your point about A human aspect of utilizing AI Um, obviously we've all sat down and you know had ChatGPT type something out for us but it doesn't sound like us right and so that if we're going to help students use these tools we do have to help them explore their own voice connect to their own emotions figure out how to personalize things so that they can use these tools effectively yeah yeah I love that you also mentioned artistic communication so what what do you mean by um, communication in the artistic realm and how are we supporting that in our district?
1: Sure I mean I think there's so many layers to art a lot of us start you know when we hear art we think of a picture hanging on the wall which is absolutely one way that we can express and communicate Um, but also artistically just thinking about the ways that students are writing and it may not be you know the the form of writing that some are familiar with. They might want to express themselves through a story or through poetry, um, through videos, through pictures. Uh, you know, even the way the world is now, so many kids want to express themselves on TikTok. And, you know, well, there's obviously, I have opinions about that, it is a way of expressing and being artistic and, you know, for kids to be able to kind of develop who they are. Um, and also, again, coming back to that building connections and relationships and the ways that there are to communicate, um, it, o- it only builds on that more for students. So I think the ways we're supporting that throughout the district are um, many, many different ways. I see teachers trying to use technology in ways that are effective for uh, students to express themselves, whether it be through. Um, speaking, creating videos, um, creating art, I think there's lots of ways that teachers are trying to really expand their ways of of students being able to express what they know.
0: And if I could just put in a plug for a theater program, our theater (laughs) program here is outstanding and really prepares kids in so many different ways for communicating with a a wide variety of people. Uh, whether they're on stage or
1: backstage. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think one of the really cool things about the theater program we have at the middle school here is the levels of involvement that kids can have. And it's not just wanting to be the star of the show. It's the lights. It's the sound. It's all the things that go into making a production. Um, And the communication and collaboration that happens behind the scenes when there's over 100 students involved in a musical, there's a lot of communication and collaboration that's happening that no one is, really even aware of
0: yeah our students are primed Um, they're in a prime position to become leaders Mm -hmm. for lots of reasons Uh, and I would say that as a leader talking to another leader communication is critical in that in that sphere so if we want to prepare our students to be leaders I think this area of communication connecting to feelings creating relationships kind of to your friend's point this is what it is to be a leader right yeah yeah. Well, Jackie, this is awesome. I'm so excited that you're on the team and that you're working with our teachers in all these ways. Is there anyone that you'd want to give a special shout out to as a thank you, in either in your career as a student or even yourself as a parent or an educator right now that's supporting your journey?
1: Sure. I mean, I just think about all the teachers that I've had along the way. Um, for some reason, I always come back to my first grade teacher, Mrs. Golden, who Aww. was just <laughs> I don't know, just such a shining example of a teacher who I think really um, kind of set me on a trajectory, a positive trajectory as, as a student, a continued student, lifelong lover of learning. Um, so i love to give her a shout out. And my family is super supportive and all the people that I've worked with here in the district have been really, really lucky to be here for almost a decade now. So
0: yeah, Well, we are lucky to have you. And is there anything else you'd want to share on this topic of communication before we
1: call it a day? Sure, you know, I think that it's just really important to remember that there are a lot of ways to communicate, and because there's so many ways to communicate, there's lots of ways for students to show what they know. Um, So I think it's important we keep that in mind, that there's lots of ways to, to kind of see how students are learning and growing, and we need to keep that perspective, and there's a lot to celebrate here. I would totally agree. Thanks for the conversation
0: today, Jackie. Everyone stay tuned. We have a lot more interesting conversations regarding our strategic plan. And until next time, take care.